0: Don't be ashamed if you get confused When you talk to your friends or you watch the news They try to tell you where it all went wrong Now you don't need to argue, just sing this song It was rich people stacking the deck Rich people with big fat checks Rich people, they're having a the ball Rich people been f-ing us all
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eat the Rich. I am Emily Walsh, and I am here with my co host and husband, Danny Moss. Hello hello how are you today
0: good i'm trying to bring a more moderate energy to this episode i feel like the last couple of episodes i've like come in guns a blazing yeah i plan on getting heated throughout but okay up front i'm trying to trying to give you a more mellow vibe i to like this off like of.
1: npr yeah. uh type of voice you welcome going on
0: to yeet the rich
1: hello if you
0: need help falling asleep yeah ooh. i will lull you You
1: would be good at that. Yeah, you
0: think? I think so, yeah. Okay, good to know. Okay,
1: good to know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we are, this is episode three of the Johnson family. Mm -hmm. I do believe this is going to be four. I think today we're going to wrap up um, all the people, and then next week we will talk about the court cases and the baby powder.
0: We're stuck on Band-Aid brand, but Band-Aids don't stick on me. I
1: forgot about that song. Stuck on On Band-Aid brand, but Band-Aids stick on on me. that's the power of advertising that was just a little jingle (laughs) for fun but yeah so so this week we're talking about people that are mostly all still alive this is kind of the last generation of uh people that are in the news oh isn't still
0: alive like today right now yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. they're moving and shaking they're out here (laughs) they're living l-i-v-i-n um there are some bummers in this episode
0: Okay. There's
1: some more mental illness, but it's like oh, not no. really in the fun kitschy way that people have been mentally ill yeah. so far, sure. and it's just like straight up sadness. It's so, almost
0: like money can't buy you love.
1: Almost.
0: Very similar to that.
1: Interesting. Interesting <laughs> that you say that. Um. But yeah. So these. Do they
0: meet a beetle? Like, is that what's going to happen? Because they know like every single person in the world. Is that why they it's meet interesting? everybody? <laughs> there. I will
1: say there's some of my favorite celebrity connections in this episode
0: exciting i'm thrilled
1: yeah no they're uh should
0: i get a bingo card out just like a a famous person bingo? I,
1: i think what we should have done had i known had somebody been like they know every famous person yeah i would have loved to have written down like 10 of the most like of course they never met these people right, you know right. and just see and
0: then you're like yep yep yeah yep, and yeah yep.
1: there's a wedding coming up and you are not going to believe who the best man is just let me just okay i'm excited it's
0: bradley cooper
1: i mean we've met bradley cooper <laughs> right that true that yeah cool? not that not
0: that cool not that cool <sighs> <It's> barack obama <laughs>
1: barack obama no they don't like obama
0: right uh, right right
1: yeah politically these people are a nightmare okay. But let's get into it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So
1: we're going to be focusing a lot on Woody Johnson. Okay. He is number four. So it was Big Bob, Uh then the general. Great. Then Bobby.
0: Right. And now we're at Woody. Woody. Great. And they knew Woodrow Wilson, right? Do you think he's named after Woodrow Wilson?
1: No, I think he's just named Woody.
0: The, was his Woody. after the woodpecker for sure. His
1: his uh he's Robert Wood Johnson the fourth.
0: Oh okay. So too many Roberts. There's just too many Roberts, so right. he is Woody. That makes sense.
1: And Woody I mean, as much sense as any of this makes. As much sense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Woody is a bit of a wild high schooler. Okay. He's crashing cars, he's out here. He's,
0: so he was named after Woody the Woodpecker. Real you know, <laughs>
1: Yes, he's just attacking <laughs> trees with he's a cars. He, um, and he's very accident prone. Although they say <laughs> accident prone. And to me, accident prone is like, oh, a little clumsy. Yeah. This Oof, guy slipped. likes to drive real fast and get in accidents.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not accident prone. That's, that's just, just reckless. D- reckless driving, yeah. Yes. So... But um, this fits our our general theme of rich people driving their cars into things yes. with zero consequences.
1: As far as I know, he has not committed vehicular homicide. Right, but I don't know if we would know if he had.
0: Right, accident, you know. Ooh.
1: So it started very early on. Even in high school, he went to Bermuda on spring break. Very normal high school sure. thing to do. Yeah
0: and wait high
1: school high school spring that's so weird (laughs) yeah and while he was there he crashed a motorbike into a taxi and needed 30 stitches Mm -hmm. for a while his name was band-aid because (laughs) you know (laughs) that's pretty good band-aid and he needed that's pretty good needed some band-aids right but yeah he he ended up at the university of arizona which he was like excited about because it's a giant party school he was like i'm gonna go there that'll be great And Barry Goldwater is the one who got him in, a very, like, weirdly prominent Republican uh, politician from the time, was a family friend, helped him get in, and he partially wanted to get in so he could dodge the draft.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Yeah. Which like I actually am fine with people dodging the <laughs> Vietnam draft. Like yeah. I I know that we like paint that as like we well, you know
0: yeah it, it in some respects it could be problematic, but also Vietnam was highly problematic. Yeah, so nobody. Two negatives makes a makes a positive. I think on this one, two negatives makes a, a neutral a neutral. Yeah, because yeah, he also just wanted to go
1: to University of Arizona and drink. Right. So yeah, he was in Delta Chi for two years, which mm. was the like uh. One of the craziest party houses on campus, but he was only a pledge. He was a pledge for two years because he <laughs> never got grades good enough to officially get in.
0: Wait, he couldn't get grades good enough to get into a fraternity? A
1: party frat at a party <laughs> school. Oh, buddy. He, he a dum-dum.
0: Yeah, he's a real dum-dum.
1: Or he's just not trying. I don't know. Really yeah, who knows? i don't really know um while he was there his cousin eric also went to arizona state seward jr's grandson Uh and they are they're kind of all dodging the draft and no other johnson after the previous ones ever ended up going to war so their parents' generation fought in world war ii but they got it managed to evade combat sure sure yeah so two years in they didn't even
0: go none of them went to be like work in medicine you know like patch people up none of that no No medics no 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 no. Mm.
1: yeah that would have been a a good way to
0: yeah i guess i I don't don't
1: know know. that's so murky
0: i just realized something um rather interesting about woody johnson is that both of his names are penis are penises yeah Yeah. that's probably why i didn't get good grades in college he was too busy worrying about woody's woody's
1: It'd be better if his name was Richard Wood Johnson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty good.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. He then goes to Sigma Alpha Epsilon because he could never get into the first frat. And somehow this is an even crazier fraternity.
0: But lower standards, I guess. Did he actually get into this one?
1: He did actually get in. But in order to get in, he had to be covered in molasses and cornflakes and walk the campus. That was one oh. of the hazings that they did.
0: Yeah, that sounds sticky and The crunchy.
1: house was a nightmare um they created an elaborate tap system through the entire house so that they could get booze in any room that they oh. had brought brought up from mexico i'm not really sure what kind of booze okay. but they were. i'm bringing. sure they
0: kept those taps nice and clean too oh so they're, i'm they're sure like really they were not moldy at all i'm sure yeah. they were
1: really yeah. really good also just to get the vibe of this fraternity it sounds like the uh, the worst house in the universe Uh-huh. they i don't know how you would do this i don't want to know how you would do this i don't know why this phrase is in this book but it said that the women who came into the house for parties had to quote prove they were virgins what yeah what yeah so they're just the worst. yeah that's, a, pass. that's a big old pass for me no right. what year was this
0: this is the 70s 70s still bad bad bad
1: uh they i like this fun this anecdote um they once hired Tina and Ike Turner to perform at the frat house, <laughs> and later she was asked about it, and she said, it was the lowest point in my career wow. as an entertainer. Yeah. yeah, They were not happy to be there. Um, the frat also didn't have any black people in it, presumably was pretty racist, uh-huh. but still hired them to come perform, and they hated it. So,
0: Yeah, I bet they did. This place sounds awful.
1: Yeah, no, they're bad. Uh, they also... It's like, it's just what you think of when you think of like rich young men.
0: Can can you imagine somebody at the door as Tina Turner walked in and was like, (laughs) it's a frat policy that you prove that you're a virgin. Oh, God.
1: I hope you do that to Tina. I know. She had a hard enough life as it is. So basically, this is a frat of people that are all getting away with everything because they're a bunch of rich white men that have fancy
0: daddies. Arizona?
1: Yeah. University of Arizona. They once smuggled 40 pounds of weed in a van through customs and got caught, and somehow no one got in trouble. Got it. So that's kind of the whole thing. Bobby, at this point, he's being called Band-Aid and BJ. Some people said, you know, Bobby Johnson, of right, course. And right. some people are like, his name was BJ. Yeah. So, yeah. You sure. get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then one night... He and three of his friends, one guy and two other women, uh, went for a drive. And he had been drinking, and he was partying. They
0: don't these people know that he is accident prone? He is
1: accident <laughs> prone. They stop on an overpass. This story makes no sense. Okay, they, I'm worried.
0: I am. You a- alarmed. Be.
1: They stop on an overpass to pee, uh, and the men and the women separate. They're all gonna pee off the side of the overpass. They so they're all gonna pee off the side of the overpass. And he stepped off an 18-foot-high overpass. No, Woody. Yeah, he fell. He broke his back.
0: Oh, His friends no. thought
1: he was dead. But they also didn't know that you shouldn't move somebody with a spinal injury. Nope. So they're, like, sitting him up. Like, they, oh. did, it was handled really, really poorly he had surgery. He spent four months in the ICU and he did like 18 months of physical therapy at NYU to learn to walk again. So he,
0: okay. It was a big
1: injury. He, he, he's walking around now. He's like, he's had a long life after this, but it was a very bad injury.
0: Accident prone.
1: Accident prone, which that I, again, it's like, I guess that's an accident. I guess that's being clumsy, but like you drank a drove and then decided to pee off an overpass. Yeah.
0: This surely is surely there was
1: ground somewhere.
0: This is more accident prone than the, like the car accidents, but it is still like uh, you did this to yourself, my <laughs> you, friend.
1: You're in, you're yeah. not because this is like
0: could be a Whoa, and then fell off. But
1: yeah, also like uh, just FYI, and we'll keep getting into it. But feel free to be rude to woody as a person because it turns out he is a racist anti-semitic sexist awesome so yeah no if you feel like saying something screw you, woody to him then go for it
0: i have zero zero positivity towards woody
1: and like for a while you're like i don't know maybe 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 and then yeah. you are like no wait he's an asshole mm-hmm. so he did he did months and months of rehab and it took him seven years to finish his undergrad degree but he does finish it and at this age, they all are on the same trust. They're all on that same like time release trust where they get 10 million when they turn twenty one and more right. when they're twenty-five. But he's not really flaunting his wealth as much as his cousin Eric and his brother Keith, who are around the same age as him. He's kind of just like people know he's one of the Johnsons, but uh-huh. he's not really like going crazy. His brother Keith, on the other hand, is spending his trust just all over town. Yeah all over town. He is kind of a complex character, Keith. He was very effeminate and okay. a lot of people assumed that he was gay, but he seems very tortured by either that assumption or being gay. I don't know, you know, obviously mm. we don't know what he was, but um it was something that was uh, wrapped up in a lot of what went on in his life because he would date women and be really aggressive with them and And people were like, is that because he is denying his homosexuality? Like, yeah, either way, he abused women. So Uh, not great. Not
0: great. Either way. Either
1: way. um,
0: Trauma doesn't, you know, give an excuse to cause more trauma.
1: Yeah. But like, he's also just like the amount of therapy this family needed. Like he got (laughs) in a fight with this woman. um I think this fight is just a verbal fight. He does seem to get physical with people Mm. later, but it seems like this was just a verbal fight. They get in the car and he gets in a car accident while they're driving and he fractured his jaw and neck. So he had like a very serious injury. Sounds like
0: he's also accident prone.
1: Yes. And he took a lot of pain pills for this, but he also was like a little flippant about it and was telling people that it was actually a jaw surgery so that he could look more like Kirk Douglas. (laughs) Okay. So he's just like, and then the girl in this family or the girl in the accident actually ended up suing the Johnson family. And I think she got a little bit of a settlement, but it's it's unclear.
0: I mean, as she should, as she should. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Keith is just out here. He's buying cars that he doesn't even really know how to drive. Like he's just getting, he's spending money. He was not good in school at all. He was, you know, had a hard time in school very early on. He even had to redo the ninth grade. Like he, you know, he's having trouble very early. He went to a very, very fancy school called the Millbrook
0: school, Mm.
1: which a lot of them went to. And they were very cruel to him about being gay, which again, he never came out, so I don't know what...
0: I'm guessing the students. For the some students. reason, when you said it, I was like, the teachers were mean to
1: Honestly, speak? maybe. Hard to say. But the other crazy thing about this is while he was there, he did a lot of LSD, and this oh. is in high school, <laughs> with Dr. Timothy Leary, Okay, who is like the guy who was like, LSD could be good for you. I don't oh. know, like a very famous LSD yeah. doctor. And the, they found out about this like experiment, basically Timothy Leary giving a bunch of high schoolers Uh LSD. And there was an article in the New York Times and the cops raided the estate. (laughs) And one of the people who raided the estate was assistant direct assistant district attorney G. Gordon Liddy, who was one of the guys who broke in uh, with Watergate. Yeah. So everybody,
0: wow. Everybody. It's all
1: tied together. It's all every it's all single together. person in history is in this story. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: There was a lot of a lot of problematic L- LSD giving back in the day. It feels like yes. you know, the government paid Ken Kesey, I think it was, the he was a college professor that ended up writing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I believe. This all might be f- factually untrue but uh, my knowledge of it is they gave him lsd to use to like do study and figure it out and then they just like started running around and giving people like slipping it in people's drinks and stuff it
1: seems like it was a drug that people were like we're just gonna do it yeah we're gonna gonna see what happens to other people
0: and it was around the time of like the merry pranksters and they're driving around in vans doing a lot of lsd nightmares nightmares
1: nightmare material trippy
0: nightmares yeah very trippy nightmares i
1: don't want to do that drug no that does not sound good for Emily Walsh. Um, but yeah, so Keith ended up leaving the high school when it was raided by G. Gordon Liddy, and he finished high school in Boca Raton in Florida. They they spent a lot of time okay. in Florida.
0: Good for them. With old people. Get some sun.
1: Yeah. So Betty, their mom, is in her 50s, and she's a hot, rich widow, because oh. Bobby was the one who died from cancer when he was 50. So. Oh, right. She's traveling around. She met a man named Eugene P. Gilepsy, and he was a Princeton alumni, and he had three of his own kids. He had won the Legion of Merit in World War II. He was a very Mm -hmm. prominent soldier. He went back and spent two years in Cambodia during Vietnam. Got it. But they got married very privately, and they'd end up getting divorced, because Mm -hmm. everyone does in Mm -hmm. this
0: story then 90 Um, days later, she had another, you know, five kids. Basically, yeah.
1: But uh, she, the marriage was so private that it was not even mentioned in his obituary.
0: Wow. Like, he
1: didn't mention marrying her in his obituary. So, that's not great. Um, Her (laughs) kids hated Eugene. Okay. Hated him. Keith (laughs) called him Hitler. Oh. Keith was a big mama's boy also and Uh. was very um upset because there was only a 30 month gap in the marriages between his dad and this man which that's the is, family way but it's also 30 months is two and a half years yeah. like and he's at a he's not adult but he's 18 19 you know like, yeah
0: and also all of the rest of the marriages happened in like three months three months or like, two months
1: i don't think it's that unreasonable for yeah. your for a widow to find love in two and a half years yeah when she's not raising children when like I don't think that's that crazy. I don't yeah. know if this man was a, a nice man. Sure. But may not have been. May not have been. Betty also sounds like a little bit of a nutter butter. Like okay. th- the three kids from Eugene's previous marriage, they moved them into her big fancy house. Uh-huh. Um, and the daughter was in high school and like called her friend. It was like, I'm in this like amazing mansion. You should come over and ch- see my room. Like, I'm really excited about my room in yeah. this house. And Betty overheard and was like, "Who did you invite in my house? Like, you can't invite anybody if I don't know about it. Like, oh, okay. just for like casual. Yeah, like, I saw my like friends come over and, and see my over. bedroom. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's crazy.
0: No, yeah the the making kids feel like they're a guest in your home is a, always a bad idea.
1: Yeah, so Keith is really going through it with this marriage. He wrecked a car that i can't remember if it was eugene's or betty's or one of the, their favorites but he wrecked a car just to spite them mm. but then he ended up paying to fix it without them knowing like he's like <laughs> he doesn't know how to <laughs> that's funny he doesn't know what to do right now
0: <laughs> i'm gonna get him. uh jk just kidding uh, undo, but undo button
1: he did end up wrecking over a dozen cars <laughs> in his time in florida <laughs> And he was labeled an incompetent driver, and I don't believe he was... I think they took his license.
0: That's for the best. I mean, that is actually progress, I think, because most of these rich people, they get into a, a whole heap of accidents, and they're like... And they just keep doing it. You can, you, can, you got a DUI at 60? You keep your license, Good for fam. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare out there. All of that stuff makes me very nervous to drive. It's almost yeah. like, who else is in these cars?
0: Yeah. Luckily, there aren't that many of them out there, but... Uh, uh, maybe there are.
1: I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. So Keith is out here in his 20s. He's dating a lot of beautiful women because he wants them to be arm candy. But he was also... F- it just said physically aggressive with them. I don't know what that mm. means. I hate it.
0: Is This all? is, this is all from the same book that this yes. guy kind of glosses over a lot of problematic things. He glosses things. over
1: some problematic things. So I don't know the extent of this. But either way, he's not a good dude. He's not, yeah. not being good with the ladies. And his cousin Eric and several other people assumed the physical aggression was because he was gay and Mm -hmm. he is
0: just like which whether he was or whether he not whether he was or whether he wasn't that was compounding the problem that was like, yeah.
1: It was just making everything. He was having a f- hard time and being a not great person. Yeah. Um. At one point, he invited this woman on this like very long cruise to France and she thought that was going to be like a very romantic mm-hmm. thing. And he chucked um, her overboard. No, not that bad, but they did not sleep together and he threw up on her shoes.
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: just kind of like he's... <laughs>
0: was she wearing the shoes at the time? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like he is just substance. He's just like treating yeah. his issues with alcohol. Yeah. And he's like moving through life
0: life in a very hard way
1: in a very hard way yes and he and woody has I mean, he
0: did do lsd in high school in
1: high school he's <laughs> just a really tragic i'm not excusing any of his behavior but he's a very tragic figure yeah. in this story um he and woody had a friend named guy vicino who was a family friend that they actually grew up with and he was gay and he was openly gay and he he seems like a fun character. He joined the Coast Guard to meet dudes. Oh, um, good for him. He would take his like hot sister Jane around because she attracted good looking dudes. Like <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh, meet my sister," or maybe me. Like he's just out here being sassy in my mind. Although apparently. Keith was more flamboyant than Guy but I don't know who cares
0: yeah, who cares yeah who
1: cares Keith is out here dressing very expensively Keith is flaunting their money in a way that most of them don't mm. he bought a one-of-a-kind Burberry coat that had 50 hamster pelts on it
0: what
1: I don't know where these <laughs> hamsters come from who got the idea to use hamster belt? I don't know I don't know why that Ugh. is decadent I don't know why you would want
0: that. it sounds ugly it too. sounds horrible it sounds horrible really bad it sounds horrible oh man yeah so and it came with its own. the package was a giant hamster wheel that you could run around in yeah
1: exactly that's you put the coat on and then you get on the wheel exactly sweat out the toxins that's right into the hamster
0: it's a wellness program
1: (laughs) so he uh he had a boat called the sea prince Mm. and he hired a fancy gay gorgeous captain apparently to run this boat and he invested seven. This is my only fun fact about Keith. He invested $7 million into treasure hunting. Ooh. But he actually found thirty million dollars worth of treasure. He wow. like found a treasure. Okay. And he ended up having to split that with the state of Florida because there was some <laughs> like dubiousness of being like yeah. this is in Florida waters. Yeah. But he took that money and invested in cable television, and Woody later inherited that from him, and it was a lot of money. Like he made wow. an okay
0: Okay, Keith.
1: Yeah. So he Who
0: knew that treasure hunting would pay off for anyone?
1: Honestly, like I read that and I was like, What a kooky adventure. Yeah, but I
0: guess if you're investing seven million million dollars. You're going in you big, you're putting you're, all your chips in. Yes, yes. Like, Let's go. Yes. He really I wonder what he found. Was treasure. Like, gold. Yeah, but d- like d- you know, Pirates of the Caribbean ship or something. I have no idea.
1: Thirty million d- d- dollars. D- <laughs> <laughs> Thirty million dollars is a lot of money in the There's, in the eighties as well. Yeah, for sure.
0: So and then uh, cable television. Or
1: seventies rather. Unfortunately, Keith's story does not end happily. At 26 years old, on Easter Sunday, he was found dead in his apartment. Um, he was naked and face down with a syringe in his arm and white powder next to him. Ooh. The The tricky thing about his drug use is that a lot of people said that until about three months before he passed, that all of them were just under the assumption that he was only smoking weed. Uh-huh. No one really knew that he was into this harder stuff. although. That's what their story was. But Woody also had tried to get him into rehab and he wouldn't go. Right. I don't know if that was just for the alcohol because he was drinking a lot. Yeah. And his mother, Betty, was also trying to help him, but she had no influence over him once she got remarried because he hated her Uh her husband so much. And I guess he had gone out to dinner the night before he was found with a family friend of theirs and was just really torn up about his mom's new husband and just a lot of things he was having a really really hard time but
0: at that point the husband they had been married for a little while right
1: not a super long time oh, okay within a year oh, um, I see. it was kept out of the press that um the death was kept out of the press for a little while and was kind of glossed over um and his cousin eric knew about the harder drugs uh-huh. and, but his theory was that it was an accident not an intentional overdose right because he had been used to drugs that were less strong and this was from uh this was cocaine from miami mm. and that is like the hub of cocaine in america right. and and his assumption is that he got something stronger than he was used to yeah and that he was still a new drug user and yeah, then he well, and i
0: wonder what he was shooting up to it sounds like he gave himself a speedball
1: I honestly don't know enough about drugs, but it was cocaine. Yeah. So I guess that is a speedball. I don't know. Well, no.
0: It, like, uh, speedball is basically taking an upper and a down. It's like a four low uh, times ten. So okay. if he, if he like, took, if he did a bunch of cocaine and then tried to, like, bring himself back down a little bit by doing uh, heroin or something, okay. that can kill you.
1: And also his, you know, there is is a history of heart issues. Maybe, he had, like, who knows what happened. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to give
0: people a tutorial on <laughs> speedballs, or don't, do speedballs. <laughs>
1: don't do speedballs. uh. <laughs> But yeah, and and some people actually thought he might have been murdered because there was rumors that he was smuggling drugs on the sea prince. Uh, I don't know if that is true. So Somebody
0: might have given him like bad drugs or something. Yeah. And a few
1: people did think that it was a suicide because he was gay. But I think that that's probably not true. I think if I had to guess, it's an accidental overdose. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Still sad. Generally,
1: he just has a really sad story. And I think that that happens to a lot of people in families like this where they're just completely like not parented and they have so much money yeah. and also mental health isn't something that is okay to discuss or treat. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it would be different now or if it's still, that would be that intense in a family, this wealthy that they wouldn't let him get treated, but like,
0: sure. Yeah. He
1: obviously needed. They want to kind of hide help. it
0: and you yeah. know, minimize it.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's not, it's just, it's just unfortunate. Yeah.
0: I also feel like part of the problem with this kind of family is that having no consequences means that you have to like act out in it. Like when you're doing like teenage angst and stuff like that, you, you know, for a smaller low key family, it's just like, oh, I stayed out after midnight. What yeah. are you going to do? But th- these people, it's just like, oh, I crashed 15 cars yeah. and it doesn't matter. And literally
1: nothing happens. Yeah.
0: And so it like that fuels a lot of very intense feelings it just
1: steps everything up everything gets yeah. escalated in a really intense way their brother billy um unfortunately also had a bit of a tragic end. he was uh oh man, this,
0: this episode this this generation you yeah know, no they bobby's had, kids are they're
1: having a rough life having
0: a r- tough time
1: he was the uh best and brightest of the kids in the sense that he only crashed one car uh ever okay and he had many boats. He was more of a boater.
0: Did he crash any boats?
1: Probably, but not not recorded in the book. Okay. I don't know. He went to NYU to take film classes and really wanted to get into filmmaking. But when he turned 21 and got his first 10 million, he quit film class immediately. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he really wanted to get the film rights to Hemingway's novel Islands in the Stream. Mm. which is a story about a dad in bimini and his sons and like reacquainting with his adult sons and wrestling sharks and he felt like it was an autobiographical story because they had been there a lot as kids and Uh his dad and him didn't have a good relationship so he really wanted to make this a movie and he said that he did secure the rights and that he met hemingway's granddaughters but they have no memory of that right and the film came out in 1977 and he Oh, had, so it actually
0: got made. It film. got
1: made, but he had no connection to it. Got it. So he's just fully, fully lying. He also told people that he had bought Hemingway's sailboat, which he had not. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just imagining if Hemingway had like a little little, tiny bathtub sailboat and he was like, yeah, I I bought it. I bought it. I I got got his boat. Sailing, sailing. Technically, you know, Hemingway's sailboat. Yeah, maybe he
1: bought something that was Hemingway's and uh, he had the money to certainly. Yeah, right. But unfortunately, Billy passed away 50 days after Keith did. Wow. In a motorcycle accident. Oh, man. Yeah. So the family's having a hard time. Betty found out in an airport. She was literally like traveling with her husband to try to like get her mind off of Keith's passing. Uh-huh. And she got a call that Billy had died Jeez. and had to return home.
0: It kind of makes it even more tragic that uh, it was such a quiet marriage that it wasn't even in that guy's obituary that... Yeah. like Yeah. The whole thing some tragedy
1: the whole thing um she obviously felt horrible when her sons died she endowed a section of the central park zoo to her son keith Hmm. and created the william tc johnson foundation in the name of billy and within months of their death she did get divorced obviously i know the death of a child even an adult child is obviously very hard in marriage and she ended up marrying again She married Douglas Fountain Bushnell. He just seemed like a regular dude. He worked for American Express. He had fought in World War II. He was also a widower. And they lived happily ever after. And the three kids that were still alive of Betty's really liked him. Mm. So... It seems like they were fine. She became a philanthropist. She actually gave thousands of dollars while her husband was alive to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. Mm. And then once he died, she gave them $11 million. Okay. So she really gave a lot to entertainment, but she also donated to a lot of Republicans. And we probably wouldn't agree with her politics, but it seems like she was just trying to do her best. (laughs) In the late 70s, Woody is living in Florida, and he meets Michael Spielvogel, and they become business partners, and they try to buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he wanted an identity outside of his family, but he actually lost that bid, but he will end up owning an NFL team.
0: Okay. Did he buy it with all of that buried treasure you know sunken treasure money he
1: might have he did inherit keith's lucrative cable company right so at this point he has all this money he's heard about michael and he shows up to michael's office and says quote my dad told me that i have to learn business from somebody who made their own money without inheriting it and preferably he should be a jew okay that's why i'm here
0: that's a weird thing to say to a person.
1: Yeah, it's not great.
0: I don't care for that. Michael
1: thought it was funny, but, you know. Yeah. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: He also pronounced it business, business, bizn- business, 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 Like he thought he was cool.
0: Uh, I don't like this guy at all. He sounds awful.
1: He is awful. Yeah. You shouldn't like him. Yeah. So he shows up to Michael's office and he said... Basically, like, I have a ton of money. I don't know what to do with it. Will you teach me about business? And mm-hmm. said that he would give him 10% of their first endeavor that they did together. Okay. And then 25% of any other endeavor once he's proven that he is, like, a helpful, lucrative partner. Oh, I
0: see. And but then, also, doesn't it feel like the, the other partner is putting in more at the beginning? Because the whole reason he's come to this guy is to teach him how to do business. feels like he's giving him less money after, you know, he's already put in all the work or more money after he's put in all the work. But who knows? Being business partners is a strange world.
1: Business. Yeah, it's it's dumb, but they had access to 50 million dollars at that point.
0: Oh, cool. So Michael cash, is million. is into
1: it cuz he's like, you know, we can have a a good good amount of money. So they called it Woodrick Enterprises. And he gave Michael a salary, and he rented an office. Their first move was buying 500 acres of raw land in Florida.
0: Mm, Florida, man.
1: Yes, and a 100-room Sheraton Inn. So Michael and Woody
0: are out there being the worst. Right, doing business.
1: Doing business. Uh, They are doing some womanizing. Okay. By a friend they were called, quote, Pigs and whore masters.
0: No. So they're the worst. Yeah.
1: Just the worst. You'd think
0: after, like, breaking your back, you would, like, maybe tone it down a little.
1: Yeah. No. No. He did not get that memo. No. (laughs) So he, for a little while, dated a woman named Bonnie Taberzi. And I'm only mentioning her because it's kind of fun that she is the first female commercial pilot for a commercial U.S. airline, American Airlines. Good for her. However uh oh yeah (laughs) the sexism in this time of life is so frustrating she okay so get okay you love a pun and like a wordplay okay yeah what do you think the title of the article was to announce that a female pilot had risen to the cockpit
0: oh no yeah um does it have something to do with cockpit
1: uh the second one does the first the first one doesn't
0: um i have no
1: idea i put you on the spot yeah Yeah, yeah, she uh the first one is called she flies by the seat of her panties
0: no 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 yeah pass (laughs) big professional achievement
1: she is the first commercial airline pilot and she has to read that as the headline Uh, the second headline is american beauty is a rose in the cockpit mm -mm. yeah so we hate that.
0: Yeah, all bad.
1: Bonnie, I hope that you gained some respect in your life. Adam. So what's unfortunate is
0: even though there was a female pilot, we didn't decide to use a female writer to write any of these nope. articles. <laughs> Certainly not.
1: Certainly not.
0: <sighs>
1: so Woody, they break up and he has been said by friends at this age that he is entrepreneurial for an heir, but not a regular person. So like... By the standards of people who inherit millions, he's uh-huh. pretty entrepreneurial, but right. by the standards of any other person, he's a lazy <laughs> piece of shit. Okay, great. He So he meets Nancy Sale, Sale like you sell something, uh-huh. Frey, and we're going to call her Sale because the book calls her Sale. All right. Um, and she ends up being his wife. Was she the
0: first sailboat captain? Uh, you know, female sailboat captain? Sadly, no. No, okay. no
1: She No, she is not the first anything. Oh, okay. Um, Other than wife, I guess. She's the first wife. So she, at this point, she works with them. And it depends on who you ask. Michael, the business partner, said that she marched right in and was like, I want to work here. Uh I want to work with Woody. I'm getting on this project. And Michael said that they hired her because she was sexy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, She says that she just happened to get a job there and meet Woody. It's probably somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably.
1: Also, the book likes to comment on her appearance a lot. And I really just hate any of this because we don't talk about what the men look like at all. Uh. But some people said that she was very sexy. Some people said that she was very tomboyish. I think the important part that I took from it is she really isn't... Her image is very important to her and she keeps herself together. Yeah. Some of the more disparaging comments were like, she wasn't that naturally good looking, but she really (laughs) worked at it. And I think that is... A shitty thing to say yep. but i do think that's indicative of her personality of like she is never seen not very put together
0: uh uh-huh. so well and also like if she's she's in business doing business like because i feel like tomboy and all that kind of stuff is euphemism for like a assertive. woman who was assertive in yeah. the workplace Yeah, yeah
1: so she was also called a tiger woman which i'm going to take <laughs> as a compliment yeah okay <laughs> The problem is, I want to root for certain people, but I no one. Yeah, hears. and then eventually
0: you're like, oh no, they're bad too. They're bad too. She's,
1: I was gonna say she's not terrible. She probably is. I'm not gonna yeah, say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're all terrible. So she, Woody is awkward at this time. He's not stylish. She's kind of dressing like a hippie, but she says that she likes how goofy he is. Mm. And so she's in the business now and they start meeting with lawyers for new projects. And those lawyers did not like Michael. I don't know if they were anti-Semitic or if they just didn't like his personality, Mm -hmm. but they did not like him. And then Woody started turning on Michael as well, because he would ask him questions about things like their insurance. And Michael used to work in insurance. So to explain it very rationally, like, Uh Hey, this is what we need to pay or what we don't get paid. And, uh, Woody interpreted him as telling the truth as siding with the enemy.
0: Okay, cool. Which is
1: what all mature business people do.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. It kind of sounds like he was just looking for excuses to cut him out of the business. A
1: hundred percent. Woody ended up replacing him with an efficiency expert, mm. fired him from the hotel that he owned 25% of. <laughs> Great. And Spiegel, uh Michael ended up with a settlement of $55,000, one of the company cars, and um, that was about it. Not what he expected to get from the business.
0: Right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mike. That feels like a pretty rough, rough go of it. But also, Woody is a terrible person.
1: Also, like he was rude to Michael, but Michael was also a pig and a whore master. That's right. So we don't know if we like him I guess we don't
0: have to feel that bad for Michael. We
1: don't like anybody in this story. They are not cool. Nancy went to the University of Miami before they met. She was the captain of the tennis team. She was also awarded something called Princess Sally, which was like the beauty queen of the college, like the homecoming queen of the college. She was very proud of that, but what if, like somebody else that went to that school was like, um, you just signed up to do it, and only 10 people signed up, and then she <laughs> won. So, like who cares
0: the greatest achievement of my life
1: (laughs) yes but she also she called herself a model more than once said at one point she was an international model but in 2012 she did admit that the modeling was done at a florida department store and that she was an extra in one car commercial
0: but technically florida is a nation (laughs) i I think of it as a different country (laughs) so there you go Yeah.
1: She, Her mother was gorgeous and named Melissa, and it seemed to have really affected her how gorgeous her mother was. Mm. But while she was growing up... Real
0: Stacy's mom syndrome?
1: Real Stacy's mom situation. She did not want to be a homemaker. That was her big thing. Okay. Sale, Nancy Sale was like, I am not going to do that. No. And her family kind of grew up. And wanted a perfect image projected to the world at all times. Mm -hmm. Like in the winter they would spray paint their lawn so it'd still
0: be green. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're super extra. That's fun. They're super extra. That's bad, but fun. It's
1: so stupid. (laughs) It's so stupid. Her dad, Nancy's dad, was a prominent Jewish lawyer and judge. At one point, his roommate was FDR Jr. So just another oh. connection to yeah. everybody. And uh, Nancy did end up converting to be an Episcopalian before getting married. So she did not consider herself Jewish. And dad, her dad said that she used to shoplift as a child. So she's kind of all over the map.
0: Okay. Yeah, just... Everyone has uh, Has a couple of issues here with This this story
1: 100% While they lived in Florida When they got together They were very close with Guy Vecino The childhood friend who was gay And they were close with Gary Johnson Who was a University of Arizona friend Who had created topless golf (laughs) Yeah That's exactly what you think it is
0: (laughs) Why? I don't know I don't know. You know, it's funny if, like, they were like, we invented topless golf, but we don't allow women in the golf course. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just a just bunch a of men bunch with no shirts on.
1: Dudes, topless I mean, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it just seems like hard and they're out there swinging. I feel like, yeah. The, you're the boobs hit and, and the, yeah. the
0: arms. It just I don't seems, know how to play golf, though. I don't, so.
1: yeah. It's, it seems, it's for people with more money than us. Yeah. Okay. So the two Wait, of them. John,
0: his last name was Johnson, no relation. The Gary Johnson?
1: His last name was Johnson. No relation. Okay. Yeah. They had a five-year engagement because Nancy was just not sure if he was ready to be married, and he was a very hard partier. But to be fair, during the wedding planning, that was also the time that Mary Lee was in the tabloid saying her husband was trying to murder her, and Nancy's parents were divorcing because her mom had developed a thyroid problem that had caused her to gain weight and her husband decided to cut and run. Okay. Because all the men in this story are monsters. Yeah,
0: real pieces of shit.
1: And Nancy is also apparently a piece of shit because when she met her dad's new wife, she calls her very Jewish
0: and very controlling. Mm. Unnecessary adjectives.
1: <laughs> yes, unnecessary. Very, They're very casual about being anti-Semitic, which yeah. is awful. Yeah, I hate that. Her dad was unhappy that Nancy signed a prenup, but they she did and they got married, and her dad also her dad's a piece of shit. Everybody's a piece of shit. Mm. If it was appropriate I would name this episode pieces of shit. <laughs> um,
0: shit Castle. Yeah. Welcome to Shitcast.
1: Welcome to the shittiest shits.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> her dad also invi- uninvited her aunt and uncle because her uncle was a simple man who like delivered packages for a living, and they didn't want them at the wedding Too embarrass. Too them. simple. Too simple. Mm, just a hardworking packages. package yeah. delivery man. They're just the worst. Yeah. Six months into the marriage, she was pregnant with their daughter, Casey Sale Trotter. Case Johnson.
0: That's too many names, Emily.
1: It's way too many names. Way too many. Names. And also, there's a. They're not sure if Trotter is a Johnson family name or if it's because Nancy loved horses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had a son named Trigger, and uh, you know, a, a daughter named I don't know Sea Yeah,
1: that would have been that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, Woody ends up having three daughters with Sale and two sons with his second wife. And Casey has a very hard life that, unfortunately, also has a tragic end. Just oh, to okay. prepare you.
0: Yeah, thank you for teeing these up for me because I, you know, I don't want to co- go in to a sad part just like guns blazing. Or just,
1: you know? there's another one. Yeah, there's a lot. This is a bummer of an episode.
0: Yeah, we try to try to have fun in between the darkness. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, whistling sure. the graveyard, all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Oof. <laughs> So Casey was in and out of very fancy schools. They moved to New York shortly after she was born because they wanted to be part of high society. And their friend guy actually helped them adjust and showed them how to dress and where to Mm. go. And they moved into a Fifth Avenue apartment that was a building that Woolworths, Fords, and the Hearsts had lived previously. So very Mm. fancy, prominent building. They had a shower slash toilet room for the dogs. They had five dogs. Oh, okay. And they had this room that basically the floor would wash itself. So if uh-huh. the dogs all like pooped in the house, it would be in that It'd room. And they would just... And a bunch of schnauzer puppies in diapers. <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say shower toilet room. And it was just like a toilet in a shower. No. <laughs> like, that's where they went to the bathroom. It's a
1: self-cleaning weird room.
0: You know, for efficiency. They got to, you know, don't yeah, take the time.
1: That's how they're so wealthy. They're efficient. <laughs> they had schnauzer puppies and diapers everywhere. She would carry a teacup tea dog in a Birkin bag, which was a $12,000 purse. <laughs> and they had a summer house they called The Farm. So they're just so out of touch. It's unbelievable. Yeah, They have bronze sculptures of the kids that Seward Jr. had done. And they're just out of control. And by eight years old, Casey is is really acting up. She's having a lot of personality and learning issues. And they find out that she has type 1 diabetes. Oh. So that's really unfortunate. And I How will say she? she's eight at the time. Mm. Type one is what you were born with. Type yeah. two is the one you go get. Um, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, you can be genetically predisposed disposed yes. to type two as yes. well, but uh, yes.
1: So they really did their best to manage her diabetes. They actually published a book called Managing Your Child's Diabetes. Oh, okay. But throughout her life, Casey was very bad at managing it herself. And it led to hospitalization more than once because she, once she was a certain age, she just stopped trying to manage it. And it was a really hard thing in their marriage. And that can go bad
0: fast. Like. Yes.
1: Yes. And one of their daughters also has lupus. Like they, they deal with a lot of disease in this mm. family, which is, is really unfortunate. But in high school, Casey goes to the Dwight School, which in New York City, they used to jokingly call it dumb white idiots getting high together. Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. And she was friends with the Hilton sisters. So she's a real socialite. Okay. And uh, Woody actually, this is one redeeming thing that Woody does. He became the poster boy for diabetes research. He raised over $10 million. He personally established the Diabetes Research Foundation and he lobbied Congress to research diabetes more. Ooh. So he really did. I will give him that. Okay. He did try. It was obviously in his self interest for his sure, daughter. But yeah, but still. still you know, he did some raise good a lot of money. Of some good came out of it.
0: All of his womanizing. I yes.
1: Suppose. Casey just didn't do the work to manage it, and she wound up in the hospital a lot. Hmm. And,
0: and it's kind of cumulative too. It, I feel like you kind of damage parts of your body, and yeah. like it leads to amputations and blindness and a lot of other things that are—it's not great, real bad.
1: At the same time that Casey is dealing with her diabetes, their friend Guy contracted AIDS, which is obviously mm. also horrific. Um, it was rumored that he maybe got it from Gaetan Dugas, who was a flight attendant and was patient zero for AIDS in America.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I don't know if that's true, but apparently he famously slept with hundreds of men and like was very... Um,
0: the flight attendant.
1: The flight attendant prolifically spread the disease. So it mm. could be possible. Mm. Don't really know. Not really, you know, important. It but does
0: buy into the like these people know everybody the, like forest gum that's really why i all. mentioned it is yeah. that
1: they just know every single person yeah. and guy was suffering um and did not want woody to see him when he became very very sick but woody really did try to help him he got him into some experimental trials he paid mm. for all his treatment he actually again in a everyone is in this story moment he got dr anthony fauci involved what fauci? because he is an aids expert apparently oh, got it um so Fauci's literally working on guy but unfortunately he did pass away mm. and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation became the single largest private contributor to AIDS research. Okay. So he did again he
0: Yeah, there's some there's some positives in all there's of this. There's some positives. Yeah.
1: Casey was a very overindulged child. She had basically she had anything she ever wanted. She had breast implants at 18 years old. Wow. She had never been in a grocery store. And when she <laughs> went as a teenager, she was like, this place is crazy. They just keep the food on the shelves. Yeah. One of their family friends took her to Walmart and gave her $50 and was like, go spend money in Walmart and like see what people uh-huh. normal people do and she went and walked around for like an hour and came back and was like i don't want any of this shit like yeah. <laughs> so she's super relatable mm-hmm. she went to brown as a part-time provisional student because woody was on the board and was able to get her in and not as a full student just to like she was going to rent an apartment of providence go to a couple classes and hopefully become a full-time student mm-hmm. and she left within a year because it was hard but she mm. said she left because they wouldn't let her bring her dog Right. Which is not true because she lived in an apartment separately. Mm -hmm. And just for a point of contrast, Jamie and Daisy, her sisters, both went to Brown, but on their own merit. One of them had fantastic grades and the other one was a world-class equestrian and got in on the horse riding team.
0: And she didn't have uh, like a Trotter middle name or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, No,
1: no. But uh, around this time... She likely started doing drugs, but we don't know a ton about that Casey. Equestrian lady. Yeah, no, they they seem pretty straight and narrow. Okay. So in the eighties and nineties, Woody had founded the Johnson Company to manage his money and he had a small group of accountants, lawyers, and advisors that was helping him. And he was kind of not in the spotlight at all until he bought the New York Jets. Hmm. So, when he bought the New York Jets, he formed an LLC with his mother, Betty, and his siblings, Libet and Christopher, and they were minority shareholders. And he owned it by 2000, the year 2000, when he was 52 years old. He bought it for $635 million, which was the most money ever paid for an NFL team ever. He overpaid because he just like wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. And when he bought it, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick both quit. They were like, (laughs) no thanks. No thanks. So he hired a guy named Coach Rex Ryan, who was fined big amounts of money several times for swearing. Somebody yelled at him once at a game that Bill was a better coach, and he shouted, shut the fuck up, (laughs) (laughs) and was fined $75,000. Wow. And literally, like, right after they bought the team, Woody asked for a divorce. (laughs) from okay. uh sale which she said she asked for it she said it wasn't yeah, yeah. coming he said it was a long time coming they really don't agree on what that was uh-huh.
0: we don't know who won the breakup then we
1: don't know who won the breakup <laughs> but he's out here living it up he bought a harley even though his brother died on a motorcycle Whoa, yeah. he would wear a wig under his helmet so he would look cool <laughs> what? yeah it's insane what kind of wig like a like a long hair angel yeah wig? Like a, yeah yeah And Nancy Sale is out here grooming horses, and she actually, like, is a really good horse um, owner. I don't know the proper word. Mm -hmm. She had a horse that she named the General after (laughs) Woody's grandfather, and it was actually in the Olympics. Wow. Yeah. But she also groomed dogs, and this says something about her political uh, background. She would not sell one to the Clintons for Chelsea. She was like grooming dogs, Uh and they wanted to get Chelsea a dog. Bill and Hillary, I think, when they were in the White House, that's a
0: nice looking dog. And And she she was was like, like, "Nope."
1: Basically, and it was literally, it was even shittier because Chelsea like had allergies and like wanted this specific dog, Uh and she still was like, "I'm not saving one of these dogs for you," (laughs) which is just like vindictive against a child for no reason.
0: Yeah.
1: So when they got divorced, Nancy said that she was like. I don't even know how much money Woody had, and I just want to be comfortable. I don't care how much I get. Uh-huh. And she got a hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she was fine. She's doing okay. And
1: she bought a ten million dollar apartment shortly after that. Hmm. So Casey in her teenage years has is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, hmm. which the way that it's described is like having emotionally being covered in third degree burns, like having the way they say it is like no skin. Like everything is very painful. Everything is a very big deal. Yeah. So that is compounding with the diabetes in a really terrible way. Yeah. At her first, they did try to get her treatment at her first psychologist. Nancy later found out though, that she was, um, Le- the second her mom would leave for the hour, she would lock herself in the bathroom and not come out, and the psychiatrist was still taking her money. So that wasn't <laughs> great. And then she got a second doctor that was her doctor for the rest of her life, uh-huh. but they had an inappropriate relationship. Mm. I don't know if it was sexual, but it was like not professional. He was more of a father figure. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, it was just kind of a gray area yeah. that may not have been helpful for her diagnosis, unfortunately. But for a while, she was she was doing okay. She was in Manhattan, and she was working for a magazine called The Manhattan File, and she lived in a duplex apartment that she covered with Marilyn Monroe and Madonna paintings. Those were kind of her idols. And then she worked at a PR firm for a little while, but eventually she moved to Los Angeles because she wanted a new identity away from the tabloids. She was saying that, like, basically anything she did ended up in tabloids, and she was Mm -hmm. tired of being watched that way. And so this... Is even more ridiculous. Her aunt Libette, Woody's sister, was fifty-six at the time. She had been married five times, and at this time, emails were published in a tabloid stating that she had had an affair with Casey's thirty-eight-year-old boyfriend. No, that's, yeah, that's
0: gross. Yeah, and as far <laughs> as I can
1: tell, it did happen woody was incredibly embarrassed by these articles and he cut ties with casey which is really unfortunate yeah and then casey didn't know what to do and did an article with vanity fair is this casey's
0: fault this is not make any sense it doesn't make any lick though, of so sense so like...
1: woody sucks and he was embarrassed so he sucks So he she did a story with Vanity Fair and she was in like a basically nude holding this like piece of fabric over her like private parts Uh and she did this story in Vanity Fair because she was like they're going to write an article anyway and if I agree to an interview it'll be kinder but it was a really harsh article Uh it's called heiress versus heiress if you want to read it Um, but it's unkind and it embarrassed the East Coast Johnson's they were not Hmm. pleased that she had been in the press that way. Yeah. So let, we're going to talk about Libet just for a very quick second, just to give you a rundown on her <laughs> life. She grew up. She was not a good student. She toured in a bus for a while in the 60s. Most of them
0: were not good students.
1: None of them were good students. She married a guy named Christopher Wright. They bought an inn in Maine. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger stayed at that inn, and maybe they slept together? Question mark.
0: Oh, Arnold.
1: Arnold. Yeah. So
0: it wasn't Arnold. Arnold wasn't the best man. Okay. No, it's name crazier.
1: It's so much crazier than that. <laughs> She divorced him. She moved back to New York. She married a guy named Arma Adnan. They hung out at nightclubs. They got married at the plaza. They did a lot of cocaine. She had a miscarriage. Mm.
0: All of this stuff does sound wild, but also like all of the previous generations were also doing wild shit. It's all
1: crazy. yeah. Yeah. So she gets divorced from him and then she marries three more times. Eventually, she does go to rehab for her own drinking and cocaine use, but she went on to date a lot more prominent people, including Michael Bolton. Oh, at one point, she dated her own chauffeur, and when she broke up with him, she gave him a Ferrari as a parting gift.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. She, <laughs> Thanks for your time. Here's a Ferrari. She's all over the. Fucking I've never map. gotten a gift when I was broken up with or broke up with someone. I
1: would love a parting gift. Yeah. In a relationship.
0: Yeah, just something that. I mean, it does sound kind of weird because, like, do you put that Ferrari in a cardboard box and like give it away? You know, you're like, I'm getting rid of all I got of their this belongings for but. you.
1: Yeah, one time. Oh somebody no, I mean, like
0: you know, during the breakup, you like gather up all of the belongings—the toothbrush, the thing. Oh you, like, yeah, get rid of them. So you're like, it's kind of hard to fit the Ferrari. If it's in the box. hard to fit. The I Ferrari guess in I'll the keep box. the Ferrari. You know. Yeah,
1: I had somebody once tell me to keep the kind of stuff that would go in the box. Uh-huh. It was like a couple books and a shirt, and I was like, I don't want.
0: Yeah, your this is stuff. just weird. Yeah. Now
1: do I? I have to donate
0: it? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you gave me a, ch- a chore. Yeah. So anyway, she. She's out here dating. She seems like a nightmare. She she got this painting commission and it took over two years to get it painted because she was so specifically <laughs> intense about it. She had an affair with a 25-year-old of, of it, her.
0: Yeah, but is it like complex at all? Or is no, it just it's her like, like standing in, there?
1: No, but she wanted like specific antiques in the background that oh. were, you know, Napoleonic bases and shit. Yeah. So she's out here wilding out. Eventually, the one good thing that she does do is she goes to Cambodia and establishes an orphanage there. Okay. So that's good. She adopted a son in Cambodia and named him William, and he got a trust fund of $100,000. So that's nice, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know how his life turned out. Yeah. Yeah. She also bought a lot of real estate, including Meryl Streep's old apartment (laughs) and a Vanderbilt mansion. So she she's spending like crazy. Yeah, she's spending some money. Casey... Is in her twenties, and she became obsessed with adopting a baby. Uh-oh. Everyone said it was a terrible idea, and she was engaged. She was engaged to the heir of a gas station and vending machine fortune, mm. but they broke up because she was so obsessed with this baby idea. Mm. And eventually, she really wanted to adopt a Cambodian child, but uh, Libet was like, "No, no, I'm not no. giving you one of these children, sure, please."
0: They they have a, a tough <coughs> enough time, yeah. Casey.
1: And so she eventually adopted a a daughter who was born very premature. She was only two pounds when she was born. Wow. She was from Kazakhstan, and it was in 2006. And her name was Ava Monroe after Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. And she needed special... Which
0: is Marilyn Monroe's actual name? I think so. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I don't know. And she actually... She needed special diets and care throughout her childhood and um, was definitely a tough child to take on. And ultimately Casey would not be up for it, but, mm. um, she's not okay. Surprised the baby's okay. Okay. Good. She is a child living her life.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, now she's a young adult, but she's okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, so in this same year, Woody has his first son with his new wife, Susanna Urcha. So she, he is married. He's has his first son, Robert Wood Jr. The fifth or whatever. <laughs> And she comes to New York with her daughter, Ava Monroe, and she wants to repair her relationship with her dad. She shows up at their house in the Hamptons, and the new wife calls the cops because she said that Woody didn't want her there. Mm. And then Woody shows up and agrees with the wife and kicks her off the property. Okay. Yeah, so they're not great, and no. at this point, they're living in a ten million dollar apartment in New York in Trump Tower, and they had a three million apartment, three million dollar apartment just for their nannies in the same tower.
0: Wow, yeah, good for the nannies.
1: I think multiple nannies live in it, and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> so in two thousand nine, Casey was finally going to enter treatment for alcohol and drug abuse. And Nancy Sale, her mom was going to come and take Ava Monroe for this time. But when she showed up, Casey was in some sort of episode and kicked out her mom. She wanted to call the cops and she threatened to call the cops, but then Nancy called the cops herself. And then Casey didn't want all the cops in because they were like, quote her, Casey's or Nancy's cops. Like she uh. was like, I wanted to call the cops for myself. I don't <laughs> want your cops to come in. So the cops are there and they're like, we can't really do anything because all she's doing is keeping her own daughter. Like, you know, whatever. But the nanny was texting Nancy sale being like, I really think you should take Ava. Like, you Uh, know, but the cops said that if she just took Ava, because the, the nanny told her to, it would be considered kidnapping. Right. So they couldn't do that. So she gathers up some friends of Casey and some family friends, and they do have an intervention. And Casey decides that Kathy Hilton, who is Paris and Nikki Hilton's mom, uh-huh. can take Ava. Nikki Hilton was her best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. I'm just interested to see how this, how that all turns out.
1: Yeah, so they did watch her for a while. They stayed in a hotel nearby, and they watched her for a while, but they also ended up handing her off to a friend for a week while they went to visit Paris in Dubai. So <laughs> they were not really serious about taking care of this child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Sale is like, this is not going to work out. But I have to pause and tell you who Sale married, who introduced them, and who is the best man.
0: Ooh, spicy. (laughs) This is the best best man of lore?
1: This is the best man of lore, and this is in the 2000s. So really remember that.
0: In the 2000s.
1: So Sale, Nancy Sale, marries Ahmad Rashad, okay, who is the former husband of Felicia Rashad, Oh. Who is Mrs. Huxtable <laughs> okay. from the Cosby Show? Yeah. Donald Trump introduced them. Weird. And the best man at this wedding is O.J. Simpson. What? <laughs> O.J. Simpson. Post murder. Wow. Post murder, O.J. Wow. Simpson. Casey was not at the wedding, but uh-huh. O.J. Simpson was. Yeah, as the best
0: man, did OJ loan them the Bronco to like drive away? Yeah, that's probably they put the cans
1: on the back (laughs) and and,
0: like one white glove or (sighs) they
1: were black. They were black. Yeah, Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's uh, I I was reading that and I was like, oh well, that's incredible. (laughs) He was a famous actor and football player before the murder, and then I realized what year it was. Wait a minute, and I was like, no, that's a straight up murderer.
0: Oh god, yeah. So cool, yeah. Emily, the glove did not fit. <laughs> you <laughs> so. must have quit.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. So af- so, she's remarried. Nancy Sale, she tracks down the daughter and she got the vitamins and everything that Ava Moreau needed to Kathy. Uh-huh. But Kathy's like, we're well, not, we'll keep her, but we want you to pay for a nanny and put this nanny up at the fancy hotel we're staying at. And Nancy Sale was like, no, give me this baby. Mm hmm. And so Casey eventually did agree to check into rehab, but she left Ava with a different friend okay. and then Ava started calling the friend mommy and Casey got very upset. Sure. So she left rehab. She said she left rehab because somebody came into her room and watched her while she was in the shower. Hmm. I don't know what's true, but she left rehab. Yeah. And eventually she allows her sister Daisy to come and take Ava and Row. Okay. So at and this
0: Daisy was the equestrian, or the other person that was. A reasonable Daisy is a reasonable arrow. person. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. At this point, Casey is in debt. She has been cut off by her father. Hmm. Her car has been repossessed, and her her uncle Chris, Woody's brother, is in charge of her trust. But they would fight because he would pay. He would let her use her money to pay for rehabs, but not for like crazy frivolous purchases. Uh-huh. So she has no. Which money. Which actually seems kind of reasonable. Yeah, he seems like he's really trying, and he seems that he really cared about her. Uh-huh. But now she is fully she's out of she's just going crazy. She got arrested for breaking into a friend's apartment and was let out on a $20,000 bail after that and hired Robert Shapiro, OJ's lawyer, to help her get out of that.
0: Well, you know, family friends at this point. At
1: this point, yeah, she got into another fight with a friend where the friend lit her hair on fire. Wow. And she ended up in the hospital. For a little while, she was hanging out with Tila Tequila, okay, and they were like kissing in public, and she called her wifey, mm. and there was talk of a ring. The, uh, the, the press called her gay because of this. Right. The family said that she was not gay. She was doing all of this for attention. She had never exhibited any kind of behavior that would indicate that she was gay uh-huh. in her entire life until a couple years before she died. Sure. I have no idea, but that's... Yeah, okay. That's that's what's happening. And then by January 4th, unfortunately, she was found dead in her apartment. Casey. Yeah. Wow. Casey was. It was not drugs or alcohol. There was nothing in her system. It turned out to be the diabetic diabetes that killed her. She was not managing them well.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. The news said that she died in squalor with like a rat-infested swimming pool, which is Mm. not true. Nancy was very upset about all this press, making Uh it seem like she just like was a homeless vagrant who died in a pile of garbage. And that right. obviously not- doesn't, obviously it doesn't make you a better or worse person, but it wasn't yeah, what right. happened. Right. Right. So, uh, sale ended up raising Ava Monroe. Okay. And in 2012, she did get divorced, but she still has Ava and Woody does not see Ava Monroe. Hmm he did say that it was the worst day of his life when Casey passed away and that he would give all his money in the world to have his family members back. But he also did not see her for the last like five years of her life. Mm. So it's, I mean, obviously he didn't anticipate yeah, that she was going to die,
0: but post, you know, post death regret. Or yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: So in 2012, Woody was raising money for Mitt Romney. He was confident Mitt Romney was going to win. He was confident that the Jets were going to have a winning
0: season. Oh, Mittens. What a, Just a couple of bad bets. Yeah, you know?
1: a couple of bad bets. <laughs> and he thought if he got Mitt Romney in the White House, he was going to get a position on a council. Because apparently... He this was, guy should not be on any councils. Oh, get ready, my oh, friend. No. <laughs> so he had been on the Export Council and Foreign Relations Committee for George Bush. So he was like, I'm going to get uh, in with okay. Mitt. Mitt loses. The Jets lose. Tim Tebow is his quarterback. He's not doing well. The press calls him an idiot, basically. And this is the real kicker. So he is a really big friend and donator to Donald Trump. Got it. And he is named the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom and serves as the ambassador from 2017
0: to 2021. Wow. He I'm is, sure they loved him over there.
1: Yeah. He is also still on Team Trump for 2024. He's fundraising for him. He still goes to Mar-a-Lago, and he has not changed his opinion about Trump at all on these criminal charges. Like, he is, three days ago, I read an article of he's, like, still on Team Trump. Okay. Yeah. He also was investigated by the State Department for making several racist and sexist comments. Hmm. He took issue with the celebration of Black History Month. He made cringeworthy comments that objectified women. He said some other not great things. He commented on how women would dress in the embassy. He used to hold meetings. And Emily, it, he's just
0: accident prone. See, these are all accidents. Accident these are just prone. like faux pas. You just make an accident. He's just making accidents. Whoopsie doodle. Accident prone.
1: He didn't want to go to International Women's Day because he didn't want to partake in a feminist event he did not understand why Martin Luther King deserved a holiday. <sighs> he tried to get the UK open to be at Trump's golf course in Scotland and actually got in a lot of trouble with that and like uh-huh. wouldn't drop that. He kept trying to like, do that.
0: In the middle of the pandemic or something?
1: No, they just... It was an inappropriate use of his power to oh, get them oh, to have... Oh, I remember
0: that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he like would not drop it. They were like, hey, bud, you really should stop poking uh-huh. at this bear. And he's like, no, 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 it's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, it did not happen and he got in a lot of trouble. He would hold embassy meetings at a men's only club that women weren't allowed in in London, and so they would not get to go to these meetings. He's just a piece of shit, yeah, and just for a fun little end on his story, he still owns the Jets, and when the Jets played the Chiefs recently, mm-hmm. he took a picture with Taylor Swift no. and called himself a Swifty, and right? all the Jets fans got mad because they were <laughs> like, "We're not on our team, we <laughs> hate the Chiefs." And he was wearing a giant diamond necklace that said Woody on it. I'll probably put it on the Gross. Instagram. Yeah, he looks yeah. insane. <laughs> and he's the worst. Yeah. So he's still out here, he's fundraising for You're Trump. Right. He's on Team Trump. We hate him. And and this is going to end the tale of the family okay next so, week we're going to get into the corporate failings we're going to get into got it. the so baby we're, powder we're up
0: to date as, as best as we can be as best as we can i'm be. sure they're going to do some more crazy shenanigans and and yeah you know, and the thing
1: about this family is that they really don't want their shenanigans out there so it is a little hard to mm-hmm. research if you want to watch one of their kids the kids of kids of kids discuss all of this he did make a documentary called Born Rich. So, yeah. if you really want to talk to hear a bunch of really insufferable you said young
0: people earlier, that you tried to watch it and you watched for like 30 minutes and you're like, I can't do this.
1: I gave it another 10 minutes, but I had to turn it off again. Yeah. It's really insufferable. But if you want to <laughs> check it out, it's there. I don't really have a wrap up other than this is like just a bunch of people who needed mental health care. Yeah. And should stop crashing cars. Yeah, should stop. They crashing They should all cars. get their licenses. Pa- they can also away. use some like
0: good old fashioned parenting. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I, really you know, anything. I don't love the blaming of the parents like phase that we're but, like, in. But like really feels like there was no parenting for like parenting.
1: five five generations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like hire the all, hire all those nannies right. and then tell the nannies do whatever feels good to you don't feel like you're (laughs) stepping on toes
0: yeah go ahead and just like raise these kids raise them just raise
1: them and bring them to events so i can take pictures with them that's right but don't feel like you can't tell them no yeah because no one ever told any of these people no right and it led to a lot of heartache unfortunately yeah um but yeah next week some laughs
0: along the way you know sort
1: of sort of kind of sort of But yeah, next next week we'll get into the corporate failings, the talc powder, mm-hmm. the asbestos, all that stuff. Oh boy! Um, which I really am learning about as I am telling you guys. So, okay. but there is plenty of research out there, and I yeah. will share it with you guys. It'll probably be a little bit of a shorter episode, and then we'll get into a new topic. Okay. After
0: that. Yeah, then it'll be my turn. It'll be your turn. I got an exciting, fun one that I'm. Uh, looking I'm excited. Forward to. Yeah. We're cooking
1: up all right well thank you guys so much for listening we are now also on tiktok uh, <laughs> Rich pod we are trying to put our, our faces are out there on instagram we're trying to put our faces out there if you see something share it it's a really quick way to help us out if just put it in your instagram stories tell a friend tag somebody comment comment and just say cool and that honestly <laughs> helps because the internet is a nightmare and everything is hard yeah. um and you can subscribe and follow the podcast on anywhere you listen. That all helps us. And tell friends about the show. We really like doing this for you, and we would love to get the word out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. See you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to Carsi Bland for the theme music. You can follow the podcast everywhere at Eat the Rich Pod. You can email us your suggestions for future episodes at geektherichpod at gmail. You can follow me at thefunnywalsh and you can follow Danny at dmos315. See you next week.